Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Alexis, also known as the Dietitian Diva, who thought she found her dream job right out of school, and it turned out it wasn't. She is still trying to figure out what she wants to be when she grows up, but currently she has a passion for pediatric diabetes education and helping other women find their self-confidence. Please enjoy my conversation with Alexis. you very well. So that's what we're going to do today. I want you to kind of share with me um, your journey so far. So why don't we go back to maybe when you started thinking dietetics was a career for you or you got interested in health and wellness? Okay. Um, let me think. So I, like most college students, went into college as like a psychology major because that was, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to put undecided. That would have been crazy. Um, so. <laughs> I have, I'm Italian. I guess we'll back up before college. I'm Italian. I've grown up in an Italian household. I've, I have pictures of me cooking, like sitting on top of the little, uh, washing machine uh-huh. in my mom's house, like when I was two years old. So food's always been in my life in some way or another. My mom's always, um, cooked on the healthy side. There was like a point where I was like, you need to cut it out with all of the oil that you're throwing and things. And she was like, you stay in your lane and I'll stay in mine. <laughs> um, I'm like, you put a lot of sugar in your coffee, mom. Maybe we can cut it back. She's like, again, stay in your lane and I'll stay in mine. Thank you. Next. Um, but so yeah, food's always been involved in my life in some way, shape or form. And then I actually, um, rode in high school and then got recruited to row in college. So my freshman year, I rode for the, uh, women's rowing team for university of Delaware. And we had to stay for what's called like a winter session to do practice and stuff. So I was going to knock out a science course. I had a traumatic experience with my AP chem class in high school. So I was like, I do not want to do anything with science. I can't do it. I don't want to. And I took this nutrition science course over winter session. Um, and I surprisingly really loved it. And we had um, a dietitian come talk to my team. And I was like, wow, like you can use food to like fuel your workouts and like I can do better on my 2K if I eat this, that, and the other. So I thought it was really cool. Um, but I finished that winter session class and I was like, oh, I said I'm not taking all these science classes. I'm not doing <laughs> organic chemistry. I'm not doing biochem, <laughs> like literally the heaviest sciences you could do in this career path. Um, but I decided, my, I was talking to my mom about it. My mom's like, you know, you're not going to row forever. You're going to have a career. If you like this, then you should stick with it. So I ended up switching my major, my spring semester of my freshman year and then kind of just went through the motions like most other people had no clue there was an internship until like my senior year or like my junior year I was like oh "Oh, there's like an internship you have to do oh you have to pay for oh okay sounds great (laughs) Um, so I I kind of always thought I was going to do sports nutrition which I still have an interest in um after I stopped rowing because I couldn't do rowing and all of the science courses and I just kind of didn't want to anymore Um, I ended up volunteering at a children's hospital in Delaware that I really loved. I was with an oncology dietitian there and I really never had an interest in working in a hospital, but I took, um, an MNT course my senior year or my junior year, whenever it was. 
and came home for the summer. And my, um, my aunt had been diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer a couple months before, and she was going through treatment and she was having a really hard time keeping anything down. And I actually, it was my junior year. I was like, Oh, I just took an MNT course. Like I'm going to play scientist in the kitchen and see if I can help with, you know, your symptom management to help get you to eat something. And I made her like some soy milk shake. I don't even remember what I put in it, but to this day, like I remember that instance because that was like the first thing she was able to keep down in like a month. Um, so it was, oh wow, yeah, it was, it was just really like, I guess connecting the nutrition piece that I love and then like seeing someone that I care about so much and being able to kind of help them with what not little knowledge I had then. Um, so that kind of turned me on to doing more of the clinical side of things. So then. I ended up doing my master's degree in nutrition and wellness. Um, I did my thesis in bone health in like school age children. So again, did things with kids. Um, and I always liked kids. So I kind of wanted to stick with that. Um, I ended up getting this like dream job offer right out of grad school in South Carolina, which I would have been completely in control of a 52 bed NICU, pediatric ICU, children's hospital. And I had like a lot of flexibility and kind of freedom to do what I want. So that was awesome. Um, but South Carolina wasn't for me. Um, so I ended up moving back up closer to where I was, um, from in New Jersey and switched gears and did adults for a little while. I did a trauma ICU, which was cool doing the critical care, but wasn't exactly like my, my bread and butter, my cup of tea, whatever you want to call that phrase. So mm-hmm. I ended up getting a job working per diem at a children's hospital. And they had a really unique program where the kids will come and live there. Um, and we do intensive diabetes education with them. So that was kind of my first true step into the, like, intensive education doing you know the day-to-day and it's cool because normally without patient education you'll see the patient once and then see him again in four weeks like I I see these kids every single day so if something didn't work on Tuesday we'll switch it up on Wednesday um I try and tailor everything to them um I seem to seem to be hip with the music scene so that seems to keep me (laughs) keep me abreast (laughs) in a lot of situations <laughs> um, so that I used to my advantage, but no, I honestly really love working with the kids. Um, just cause a lot of them are either type one or type two. Um, and they range from like a bunch of different ages, but you have to think like as a kid, like it's just like such a, a whirlwind to get this, you know, chronic diagnosis. Um, and then you're going to doctor's appointments, you're getting medications and there's just like a ton of stuff that goes into managing diabetes that, um, I don't think on an inpatient level, they can really give the amount of time that they should to give that education. Um, so it's really awesome seeing like from week one to week four, how they transform and like seeing how their, you know, A1Cs improve and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that is kind of what I do now. So I switched from doing it per diem. I missed that step. And now I work there full time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I haven't heard of, is that a very common? So I'm not, I guess I'm not really familiar with the like pediatric diabetes scene. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't really know that there was opportunities like that as far as dietitians. So what, I mean, did you know about it before? You I had no clue. I actually, okay. um, 
So like I said, I was working an adult and I like wanted to do some sort of pediatric stuff to keep my hours up um, and to kind of keep my foot in the door um, with the intent that I would want to get back into doing pediatrics again at some point. So I saw this job on Indeed and I literally remember talking to my mom about it and I was like, you know, like it's 45 minutes away. And like, granted, at this point, I was traveling like 15 minutes to work. So like that sounded like a heavy commute. And I was like, oh, like, you know, it's not going to be that often. I don't know that much about diabetes. Um, It would be on the weekends. And I was like basically throwing out every excuse in the book. And then I met my now boss (laughs) and I like loved her. And I was like, I was like, okay, like, you know, it'd be something I'm, you know, like I learned basic diabetes education in school, but um I ended up really loving it because I really loved working with the kids. Um, because you you like sit with them for an hour and you kind of like get where their mind is coming from and how they're learning and what they're interpreting from what you're trying to teach them. Um, and then you can say, Okay, I see where you're going with that, but let's bring it back here. Or like I have a very bad drawing I'll do to describe carb digestion that every kid's like, that's not a good drawing. I'm like, well, I told you it wasn't a good drawing. So like I gave you the full disclaimer before we started. Um, but yeah, it's, it honestly wasn't, uh, I didn't even know it was a thing. And like, we, there's other things that they do at this rehab hospital. It's not just diabetes. Um, they have a bunch of other programs, uh, like traumatic brain injuries and like infant feeding and stuff like that. But that's the one that I, play the biggest role in, I guess. And that's the one that like, I really enjoy. Like whenever we have a kid that's in the diabetes program, that's at the hospital, I'm like, let's go. (laughs) That's exciting though. I mean, like to be excited about, you know, cause diabetes education is exhausting. I feel like it's very, it can be very exhausting because again, like you said, the time that you have to put into it, you really have to put a lot of time into really giving someone a good education. Mm -hmm. And then adding the kid component, which is, you know, another whole level of education Mm -hmm. that those two things combined. It's like, whoa, like you have to have a lot of patience and you have to have (laughs) a lot of good communicating skills. Yeah. It's definitely a work in progress. We do like, you know, we teach with the parents as well. Um, but I will say that like, while I feel like I'm teaching a lot of, uh, you know, math skills and stuff, it's, crazy to me to realize like how much math goes into it because like in school you don't learn about the insulin side of things um Mm -hmm. and you know how you're going to count your carbs and how you're going to correct for your medication and all that kind of stuff so like i've learned a ton from starting this job that like i i didn't even know about diabetes um and I, I never went into, like, when I took MNT, I was like, I don't want to do diabetes. Like, that's so boring. Like, you're just talking about carbs all day long. And, like, <laughs> when I did it with adults, I kind of felt that way because I was like, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I also feel like the the issue I had, because I did do outpatient for adults for a little while when I was working with adults. And, um, like, I definitely enjoyed it. And I have my had my patients that I, like, really loved. Um, and they were just awesome. But, um I I also think that for adults, they're not as motivated or perseverant as children are because um, kids don't have the habit so ingrained in them that they can't make a change. Whereas like you have like a 60 year old man come in and you're telling him that he needs to start, you know, portioning out his carbs and incorporating protein and eating his non starchy veggies. He's going to look at, and I've had people say this to me. They're like, honey, I've been eating this way my entire life. I'm not about to change now. And I'm like, yeah. And, and that's why I'm like, literally like, okay, well, this is your choice. Like, I just wanted to give you the information, but like, 
with kids and especially with type one, like it's not so much up for debate as like, how are we going to incorporate this into your life? So I really like it. That's awesome. And then having that parent component too. I mean, that you're basically educating at least two people minimum at a time, Mm -hmm. you know, with kid and parents. So sometimes we have little siblings too. It's a big party. Oh, sure. (laughs) Sure. Well, and there's, and there there should, they should be there. Right. I mean, I think it affects a whole family. So when you think about um, like your population, is it type two, type one? Is it a combination? It's a combination, honestly. And I feel like um, I kind of went into it thinking it was only going to be type one. Um, but we do have a, a decent amount of type two diagnosis diagnoses that we see. Um, so it kind of just depends on like what what's coming from the hospital, I guess. Sure. Most of your patients are referred from hospitals. Oh, they they also come from home, but like we have had them come directly from a hospital. Gotcha. Now, do you help it like on type ones? Do you do meter? Like are a lot of your kids on meters? Are they on um, pumps? Do you help set up pumps? What is, do you have a role in that at all? So I am like, I'm slowly learning about the pumps. We don't have any kids with pumps because beyond a pump, you have to be pretty well controlled. And if you're coming to our program, you're not well controlled usually. Gotcha. Um, but we do put a continuous glucose monitor on them, which I actually, there was one that like had expired. So I was like, Oh, can I wear it for two weeks? It is the coolest thing in the entire world. Like, I'm sure that like, if somebody who has diabetes is listening to me, they're like, are you kidding me right now? Like, that's my life. And I totally respect that. But like, I was such a nerd about it. Like I would like remember what I ate for breakfast and I go look at my blood sugars. And, um, <laughs> one day our diabetes educator came in and she's like, okay. And she's like the most adorable woman. Um, and she's like, okay, so I made some homemade brownies. We're going to run a controlled study. You're going to eat two of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you literally saw, cause it takes, it checks your blood sugar. It's like a, a thing that sticks in your arm and it checks your blood sugar every 15 minutes. And it literally checks it and 15 minutes later, you just see it like skyrocket up. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> She's like, like yeah, I sugar in there. And I was like, I can tell. <laughs> so could my body. Did you eat like a whole bunch of random things just to see how foods affected you? Um, so I had it for two weeks and like the first few days I was like, all right, let's see how this goes. And then I kind of just was like, all right, I'm going to keep getting stomach aches if I don't like rein it in right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I definitely would like look at things when I would scan my arm and I'd be like, what did I eat then? Like, why did it look like that? Or like, oh, that's why I was being such a grouch. I had a low blood sugar. Yeah. Even that, that aspect too. Like, yes, low, having them be low, that happens as well. Oh yeah. And we, we try and teach the kids like, you know, obviously every kid is going to be different. Like every person, like I, you can ask my boyfriend, I get very hangry sometimes. Um, (laughs) He'll literally be like, have you had a snack lately? Maybe maybe you should get a snack. I'm like, shut up. I don't want to talk to you. Um, I don't like that. He sometimes right. But Right. <laughs> um, I won't let him listen to this, so he won't know. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, some of the kids, we end up, like, identifying some highs and lows. I remember I had um, a younger kid who uh, the mom had said that she would say that she had a stomach ache when she had a low blood sugar. And one time I was going to get her, and she's like, my tummy hurts. And so I had the nurse check her, and her blood sugar was low. And I was like, oh, thank God that I had the mom tell me that, or else that could have been bad. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's, you know, that's kind of for diabetes in general, just everybody has different reactions to high blood sugars, low blood sugars. Like Mm -hmm. they really have to get in tune with what their reactions are. Yeah. I like didn't think I was going to enjoy diabetes as much as I have been with this job. Um, So I've been thinking more about doing like a CDE credential, Mm -hmm. the diabetes education. Uh, yeah, would be a little while, but I was like, you know what? I might as well just add a couple more letters to this name. You should. <laughs> and you're getting all the hours. I mean, you're getting all the contact hours. Right. So. Yeah. So yeah. I, I might as well. Yeah. So I have to ask. So you talked about um, your previous dream job that mm-hmm. was in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you think about the whole dietitian journey and you'll have lots of probably different journeys in your life with your profession, but mm-hmm. you know, you thought that you found your dream job and it didn't turn out to be the dream job. Why, what was the hardest part about that situation for you? <sighs> oh, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> I think I was so excited to have a job offer out of grad school. Um, Cause I had just gone straight through with school. You know, I, finished, I graduated college and like literally the next day started online classes for my master's degree. Um, so when I had graduated, I had saved up some money. I went and traveled for a couple months, um, like basically slept on my friend's couches. Um, (laughs) and yeah, the last one was actually to see my roommate, um, from college who lived in Oahu. So that was, that was probably the cherry on top of the whole trip. But, um, I think I was just really excited to have this job and have, you know, my independence that I was going to be making my own money and I was going to be on my own and somewhere new because I've always liked, you know, I've moved around a little bit. Um, I've always liked the challenge of going somewhere new. Um, But I think the, I am not a girl that is meant to be in the South, I think is the most eloquent way of saying that. Um, There were just a lot of differences in the area that I was living in compared to like how I was raised and what I'm used to and like how Mm -hmm. I think, um, that I don't think I was prepared for when I had moved there. Um, so it was very different. I remember I would go through like, you know, like a lot of the older women that would work in the units and like in the NICU, they'd be like, I, and I was what, like 24 at the time. And they were like, well, why aren't you married? And I'm like, what? And they're like, why don't you have a baby? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, pardon? I'm like, what do you mean? And that, like, it was just a very different experience. I also had just started um, dating my now boyfriend. Like, I met him a week before I moved for that job. So we were doing long oh, distance. Of so, you did. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that, that's just how my life kind of works. Um, so that probably didn't <laughs> add to it. But I think that. I thought I wanted to work in clinical and pediatrics. And I think this is another thing I'm still learning is um, I love working with kids, but I also have a bit of a bleeding heart. So when I see some of these harder cases, it like sticks with me a little bit longer. Um, So I think that combined with everything else, like living far away from like anyone else that I knew and seeing all the things that I was seeing, it was a little too much for me. That's totally understandable. And I'm glad that you, that you spoke to like, it's not just about the job either, right? Like if you choose a job and you move, that doesn't mean you love the place, the environment that you're living in. Mm-hmm. So you have to love the place that you 
go to every day, including your job, but also including your home and your neighborhood and all that yep. kind of stuff. So, I, I actually remember saying that to one of my friends. I told her about the town. I was like, you know, it's like kind of a small town, Southern vibe. I was like, but I think it'll be fine. And she lives in uh, Brooklyn and she's like, Alexis, don't do it. And I was like, yeah, but like this, that, and I'm like, I'm, I'm listing all the positives. And she's like, Alexis, don't do it. Like, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to be happy. And I remember when I had moved back up to New Jersey, she was like, I'm just saying, I was like, I'm not going to say I told you so. She's like, but I'm not going to not say that I didn't say something. Um, so I think that would, that would probably be like what I, um, when I talk to other interns, I'm like, you know, just make sure you take a job that like you like where you're living because like obviously nothing is going to be perfect and i think that's like kind of an image that you're kind of portrayed along with the idea that like if you're a dietitian you have to work clinical um Mm -hmm. is that like you're gonna love your job like you're probably not gonna love your first job and you probably won't even love your second job and you know it's like you're gonna change with your jobs as you find new interests um Mm -hmm. i literally always joke i'm like i don't know what i want to do when i grow up but you know, for, for right now, I like what I'm doing. It's just because, like, you know, things change, your interests change. Um, my girlfriend, who's also a pediatric dietitian, her and I both say, we're like, you know, I don't think that I could have a kid and work in peds. I think it would be like, I would be a nutcase. Oh, sure. But yeah, that could have, definitely change too. Like, that could change your perspective. Right. Just because it's like, you see a lot of things and like, they're kid, like I said, kids are super resilient, but it's just, you see a lot, um, that, you know, I would bump my head when I worked in the trauma ICU and I'd be like, Oh, I have a, I have a subdural hematoma now. <laughs> That's probably what's happening. <laughs> um, joking, but like also low key, like, ah, like toss it up in the air. If I could have a brain bleed. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, so, yeah. No. Well, and I think like you said though, like, um, when it comes, so how long, just do you mind me asking, how long did you stay at your job in, in South Carolina? Um, I was there 15 months. So okay. a little over a year. So, I mean, like, again, in that situation, like you said, don't stay in a situation that's not like getting you, getting you where you want to be professionally. Mm-hmm. Don't be so excited. You know, those first jobs out of school, we're so excited about and we're like, yes, it's going to be great. We're so excited just to be getting paid. Exactly. They they tra- they train you. They're like, oh, you're gonna pay to work for a year. So then they're like, yeah. anytime you're gonna get paid now, you're like, yes, I will take it. Let's go. <laughs> but I love and I love that you're so candid about. You know, let's just try out some things. And I think that's great that you're telling interns and stuff like that the same thing. Like, don't don't settle for anything because you don't have to anymore. I don't think. Mm-mm. No, and I I. Like, I also like kind of joke about this. I'm like, yeah, I've had what I've been a dietitian for four years. I've had three jobs in four years. Um, but I'm kind of of the mindset. And I remember when I was at that first job, I'm like, well, I have to stick it out for a year because it won't look good on my resume if I don't stay mm-hmm. for a year. Um, and like, I think like 25 years ago, yeah, it probably wouldn't have looked good on your resume, but like, there are so many other factors now and there's so many, so much more opportunity for advancement or switching careers or doing whatever it is that you're wanting to do that this arbitrary timeline that people seem to put themselves on to like stay in a position and, Oh, well, I can't do this until I get to this next step in my you know, dream of what's going to happen. 
Um, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not real. Like you just have to do what's going to make you happy. And yeah, if it says six months on your resume, yeah, maybe don't do that four times because that's going to look a little (laughs) sketchy, but like (laughs) it is what it is. Like you gotta, you gotta do what's going to make you happy. Right. Right. Now, along with what you're, do you still, um, I think you start, you told me that you were doing some kind of on the side Mm -hmm. uh, consulting too. Do you still do that as well? I do. I mean, so with everything going on right now with this Rona, um, I've been kind of just focusing on like my day job, but yes, I have been, um, trying to build up what they call a side hustle, um, that I, I, I've been like toying around with the idea and then I was at my girlfriend's bachelorette and she's like, you should just do it. She's like, you just need to just like get out there and just do it. And I was like, all right, well, I went home and I figured out how to start a website and I was like, yeah, we'll throw this up and like, see what happens. Um, so it's a slow build. Um, but I'm, I guess my target audience, if we were to say like who I would want to help, um, Mm -hmm. would probably be like 20 to like 40 year old women. I'm not really stuck on the age. Um, but basically helping women kind of become more confident with, uh, obviously nutrition, but I kind of think I've branched out of that to more of just general self-confidence. Um, I did start a dance class last summer. So I've, I've always enjoyed dancing and I danced when I was in high school. Um, but I really wanted to start like a low cost hip hop class, uh, kind of like a drop in style class that, uh, girls in the area when I was living back in Atlantic city could kind of just come in, um, meet some other girls in the area that maybe they wouldn't have met otherwise and learn a dance routine, you know, feel a little confidence when they're dancing in the mirror, seeing themselves move and getting a routine down. And then you go home. I Um, love that. That's awesome. I loved it. It was honestly like, it was five bucks ahead. We made like, cause I, I, a girl that I used to dance with, I asked her if she would want to do it with me. So we did it together. Um, we made very minimal overhead from that, but it was like such a great, like I didn't even honestly need to have the money. It was such a gratifying experience. Cause I had like girls coming up to me that were, I think the youngest girl that we had was like 14. The parents, we had to have them sign a waiver. Cause I was like, we listened to some curse words. Like we listened to twerk with Cardi B. So like, heck yeah. Yeah. So like, I was like, are you sure you're okay with your kid? He's like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, okay. Um, but you know, I had girls that like, I didn't even know. Um, and I grew up in like a pretty small area. So like the fact that I didn't know half the girls in this class, I was like, oh my gosh, like, where are you coming from? Ladies. Wow. Um, But I had one girl come, like we were talking on the side and she was talking about how, you know, she hasn't always been so confident. She had, um, like a past relationship that like didn't really make her feel confident. And now she's feeling better about herself. And like, she's like, I really love this class. And like, she came back a couple of times. So it was just really awesome to see, um, the confidence that these girls had, we, like we would make them dance across the floor to a, a RuPaul song before we would do the routine. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. That's so awesome. It was, it was honestly a lot of fun. Um, and I kind of took that idea of, you know, if you're having self-confidence, you're feeling confident in yourself. Um, you're, you know, you're feeding yourself the way you, sh- you feel best to do. I'm not going to tell you what the heck you need to be eating. It's, this is not a diet lifestyle. Um, but you're eating what's going to make you feel confident and you're able to 
have that within yourself, then you're going to start to make choices that reflect that and have your own self-respect. And like, whether that be in relationships or that be in your career or that just be in, you know, the choices you're making to like live your life. Um, Mm -hmm. I just think that confidence is such an important thing that a lot of girls struggle with, which is understandable. But, you know, if there's some way that I can help with that, I would obviously love to be your hype woman. Oh my God. And you, I would say I, you can be my hype woman any day because you just care for it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's just your personality is just amazing for that. So I, I would say hone in on that skill, girl, because you got it. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I'm doing the snaps. Good. Good. I like it. Well, I like, and I like your, your kind of different perspective on, yes, you're a dietitian, but self-confidence and that type of stuff is way more important, like you said, than how you're fueling your body. If Mm -hmm. you don't have self-confidence, the fuel that you're giving it isn't going to do anything for you anyways. So exactly. Yeah. That's a really cool angle. I love yeah. that you, I love that. Well, now that you changed your, your Instagram, everyone needs to follow Alexis on Instagram because she's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you've just changed your handle. So will that change your business, your side hustle as well? Yeah. See, I'm like not a great businesswoman because I'm kind of just letting it all fly by the seat of my pants. I'm like, we're just going to do this today and see how it goes tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I guess it kind of will. Um, once upon a time I was studying for a personal training certification and then I kind of was like, you know what? I don't know that I like want to do one-on-one stuff. I really think I want to do more of like, I liked that group education aspect. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to figure out again, like I said, what I want to do when I grow up. Um, cause I do really like the exercise component. Um, especially cause I, I do really like lifting when, you know, I could be, I've been doing these, um, Instagram workouts for the last like mm-hmm. week and a half and it's crazy. Like I forgot how much I like exercising, which it's not like, you know, there was definitely a point in my life, like when I was doing, um, like when I was an athlete in college that like, I was definitely not fueling myself correctly and like, you know, wasn't really fully understanding of like what nutrition was doing for your body. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think a lot of, especially like a lot of athletes that I know because from like being in college can all kind of attest to, it's something that you don't fully understand. Like when you're exercising four hours a day and then all of a sudden you're not and your body's changing overnight, you're like, oh, what just happened here? Like I used to right. eat 5,000 calories and like nothing would happen. <laughs> um, so I think just seeing, um, like being able to have that confidence to be a little bit more gentle with myself. Even like now I see younger girls that are like, Oh, you know, I can't eat that. That's bad. And I'm like, literally nothing oh. is bad. Let's not. But yeah. it, it's crazy. Cause like given the, uh, let's say like a, a decade ago, we'll say 10 years ago, I probably would have been one of those girls saying that. And it's like, people just label good and bad, right and wrong. And it's like, that's just like taking up so much mental energy that you don't need to take up. And mm-hmm. you could just be focusing on being a boss. Yach. I'm not going to curse <laughs> on this podcast in case my grandmother hears it, but yeah. <laughs> being a boss, boss Yach out here. That's awesome. That's such yes. a good perspective. I like yeah. it. Well, and I, I liked your reasoning for behind changing your handle on Instagram. I think that it embodies everything that you just said. 
And she is called the dietitian diva, which I will connect in my show notes. <laughs> uh, but that is definitely something that describes, I think, kind of where you're going on your journey. Yeah, and I did. I, I I said in that post, like I changed it to that ATB nutrition because when I was like, oh, I want to start my own business, everyone's like, well, it needs to be professional. Yeah, you know, like because I I my nicknaming like all through college had been diva. Um, obviously, the female <laughs> version of a hustler. Obviously. Um, but, um, I remember when I was about to start the Instagram handle and like the website and all that stuff, everyone's like, it needs to be professional. Like diva's intimidating. It's standoffish. And like, it very well might be, but that also might not be like the type of person that I'm trying to talk to is kind of what I'm realizing. Um, so I always felt like I had to be like professional on my Instagram. So like, I would say probably in the last four or five months is when I've started like loosening the reins on my stories and acting like an actual nut job. Like I truly am. <laughs> um, I'm like, Oh, here's my dog. Here's a plant. Here's some bread. Hello. <laughs> but uh, before that I was like, Oh, I need to be very calculated. And again, I just kind of play these things by ear day by day. So like I could be doing this all wrong for all I know, but I'm not like stressing over a stupid app on like what I'm going to post. So I'm much more uh, happy with my choices on a day-to-day basis. I love it. I'm glad. That's so good to hear. And I'm excited to kind of see where, what you do decide to be when you grow up. It'll be an exciting journey to be along for it. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. I've got, you know, I've got quite a few years. I'm not an adult yet, you know. You're not. You're not an adult until at least you're sixty. That's, exactly. That's my new. Ne- that's my new age for it, anyways. Listen, I'm. I'm in full agreement with that. Let's make that. <laughs> Let's just say sixty-five, because then you can retire okay. and you can just chill. Yeah, I like that. That's like when you officially hit adulthood. Exactly. I, I think that's a good age. Yeah. You have the four hundred one k coming out. Now we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Well, I'm excited. I'm excited for the unique story that you have so far too and kind of where you're going with everything in your life. And like I said, I'm going to connect your your website and your Instagram again. People need to go follow you because I mean, talk about your plants and your dog and your and your bread. I love that. It's like a breath of fresh air when it comes to <laughs> dietitian world. You know, like I feel like sometimes we're so serious as dietitians that we need to show a not so serious side. I agree. Like, yeah, calcium's awesome, but have you seen my cute German Shepherd today? Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind that of my mantra. Like a, that should be a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that in a billboard. That'd be amazing. <laughs> it's it's literally like I I would probably say it is like forty percent nutrition. Um, 20% you go girl, yes, queen. And what does that make it 60? The other 40%, it's really a toss up in the air. <laughs> That's good. Then, then you keep everyone on their toes. They exactly. never know what they're going to get. <laughs> you never know. Like I'm making sourdough right now and trying to make sure uh, that my, my basil doesn't die, which I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure it's dead. Oh, well, hopefully it, maybe it'll miraculously come back to life for you. I ordered another plant. I'm picking it up from the oh, farmer's good. market Friday. We're done. It's canceled. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are. You're the greatest girl. Oh, thank um, you. Okay. So I have to end with my five questions. Are you okay. ready for the speed round? 
I'm my, I'm getting butterflies. I think that's what we're calling them, but I'm ready. My hands are sweating. My knees are weak. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, share with me some foods that you enjoy. Oh, my Lord. Um, okay. So falafel any day of the week will eat. Huh. I love it. Partially because every time I try to make it at home, it's a nightmare. And I'm like, it tastes so much better when you eat it out. Um, cannolis, of course. Mm, yeah, um, I would, Italian. I would eat any day of the week. Um, I actually, so there's a dish that my mom, my mom's like an amazing cook. It's like almost annoying because I will literally <laughs> never be able to hold a candle to her. Um, she's just like the kind of person where like she could be on Iron Chef and probably win, and she could have like nothing in the cabinets and like make this amazing dinner. Um, That's awesome. So, and she's also like. I, I will call her and FaceTime her. I'm like, this isn't working. What am I going to do? I'm like, I remember one time I tried to make, oh God, it was so embarrassing. Um, I was trying to make Alfredo sauce like from scratch for uh, my boyfriend's birthday. So he was out. So I'm in the house by myself and she tells me what to do. And, you know, being the dietitian I am, I'm like, oh, this is just like a lot of butter and heavy cream. Maybe I can like cut a little, oh. you know, we still care about our heart health somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> it was a nightmare. I was frantically screaming on the phone. I'm like, mom, I don't know what to do. What did I do wrong? And she's like, well, FaceTime me. And she's like, what did you do? And I'm like, I was screaming. I literally, my boyfriend came back and I was like, we're going out to eat. He's like, what? And I was like, we're not eating here. I, we cannot eat in this house. This house is ruined. Um, it was not good. So that is not my thing. But back to, you know, my point, this is why. 40% is a toss up in the air on my Instagram. Um, <laughs> she makes this chicken dish that's brown rice, which it literally is all so simple. It's brown rice, chicken breast. Her, her pesto is like by far the best. She uses walnuts, shameless mm. plug. Pine nuts are overrated. Yeah, they um, are. And then she does chicken breasts, pesto, roasted red peppers, goat cheese. And she Ooh. roasts the chicken with all that stuff on it. And then you have it with rice. And I have literally asked for it for like six years in a row for my birthday. <laughs> it is amazing. Your birthday dish. That's it awesome. Is. That sounds really good. Oh, and I have one more. I have this cookie. It is called a Lola cookie. It is from Flower Bakery in Boston. And it is the bee's knees. It Ooh, is a kitchen sink cookie. That. Have yes, you? I I have. I love that bakery. I yes. just love Joanne Chang. She's like actually a wizard. Oh my gosh. I did. I think I had that at least twice when I was in Boston. I went back there and got another one. I know I did. I know, yes. I know it. Yeah. I know I did because it was so good. We, oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. I'm like obsessed with her bakery. And my mom had, um, she had like gotten a book for or her, one of her cookbooks from the library, Flower. And she just kept racking up fines. And she's like, I'm not taking it back. I'm not going to take it back yet. So I was like, sis, you are about to have, you're about to be paying for the book at this point. So I got her the book for her birthday. That was so, a good plan. <laughs> along with my chicken dish, she would, I remember I was like such a little piglet in college. My sophomore year, she sent me cookies for my birthday and they were the Lola cookies. I literally mm. like looked both ways, ran into my room and shut the door and like did not tell anyone <laughs> that she sent me them. Just like kept like, a dozen cookies to myself. Cheering. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like in hindsight, I'm like, you're such a little brat. Like typical only child syndrome with that one. <laughs> uh, 
Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, now you're making me hungry. Okay. Um, beverages. What kind of beverages do you enjoy? Um, are we talking alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Do you talk oh. about alcohol in here? Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So I'm like kind of boring when it comes to non-alcoholic. I basically just drink water. Um, but I guess if I wasn't, I would I definitely like play around with some lemon iced tea, like homebrewed mm. lemon iced tea. Um, wow. However, if I'm not and it's a Friday <laughs> night, I am definitely going with a margarita um, mm. or a Paloma or basically anything Ooh. with tequila in it. Nice. Palomas yes. are delicious. Ugh, I they're everything. Um, scents or smells that you enjoy? Mm, the ocean, definitely. I grew up like four blocks from the beach. Ooh, um, lovely. Yeah, it was, it was a, I didn't realize how like awesome my childhood was until I got older and I was like, oh, people live in like landlocked states. Yeah. No offense, Anne. <laughs> I know. I know, girl. Um, I'm aware. <laughs> you're like, yep, yep, thanks. Um, but yeah, I definitely like that. Um, I really like the smell of fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. I'll be. Mm-hmm. And I have been like getting really into candles this year. And I think my favorite is the um, like the Christmas tree smell, like the evergreen huh. or fur that will yeah. do. And basil. Yeah. That would be my other one. Basil is a great mm-hmm. smell. I can't grow it, but I like the smell of it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to smell it in other places, not your house. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Are there things that you, obviously you like to listen to hip hop music, but things that you like to listen to while you're working or while you're playing? Oh, I like, I can never play music in my office without headphones in because nothing I listen to is PG-13. I listen to like a lot of rap music and hip-hop music which like big beyonce fan um i really like meek mill um i honestly like really like a lot of different kinds of music but i do also listen to i try and listen to podcasts you know like really widen my breadth of knowledge and um (laughs) i listen to it's called the daily actually the only podcast i listen to and, and obviously mm-hmm. not yours um <laughs> obviously but that's like my my little snippet of keeping up with current events basically gotcha. good yeah. mm-hmm. um well what also brings you joy in life <sighs> well obviously food um <laughs> my bread baking habit has definitely gone up there in the, in the ranks been rocking it yeah <sighs> I'm trying. I'm now turning into a nut job and I'm writing down my percentages of how much flour I use. And I'm like now taking pictures. I'm like, oh, it didn't look right. Okay. Something didn't go go well in this recipe. So I'm probably <laughs> just going to get consumed by yeast one day. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm like, if it doesn't come across, like I'm highly obsessed with my dog. Um, and I've always liked animals, but I think until you like, like I've always had animals in my family that like I've grown up with, but like, this is the first time like I'm responsible for this thing living and I cannot imagine how I'm going to be if I have a kid one day because <laughs> I like, I just love him. He's like the cutest little thing. Sometimes he drives me nuts, but like, Aww. I just love him. Um, so that, yeah. and I really, you know, previously really liked traveling. Um, 
but and that was a thing. And that was <laughs> well, a that thing. Was, well, that was like a thing that you could do without like potentially <laughs> catching a virus. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that. And I actually really like hiking. That I think I learned that I liked it when I went to Hawaii, which is like obviously the ideal place to learn to like hiking. Yeah, um, place. but even now I am a little bit. Um, a little bit more in tune with nature. Like I said, I grew up at a beach. So like the woods and like all the animals that the woods seem to have with them kind of make me a little stressed. So I'm like, (laughs) well, if I run into a snake, like I'm not going to be here for it. One time we went camping in North Carolina and I saw a snake and I, my wife was like, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure it's the fastest I've ever seen you run. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) being outdoors and like hiking and stuff, I'm starting to enjoy a lot more. Awesome. You have to well, now you have to share your dog's name. Milo. Avi. Milo. Yeah, he's, he's a big baby. He, he's he's, he's a he is a big mush. He uh he is he like I said, he like runs the house most of the time. Um, but he is like very protective of me and he I'm pretty sure like I, I this is why I think I need to have my own practice, is because I cannot go back to work after this full time. Oh, and now sure. I'm spending more time at home. Like I told my boss, I said, listen, unless you're going to lay in my lap while I do my work, like we're <laughs> going to have to find something else. <laughs> it's kind of true. They love to have their, their, their parents, their fur parents at home. That's for sure. Oh yeah. He's like, he's like, Hey, do you want this ball? It's right here. No, you don't. What about this one? I'm like, all right, <laughs> cut, cut it out. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing your time and your journey with us so far. I completely appreciate it. And like I said, I look forward to all the great things that happen for you in the future. Thank you. I'm so happy that I was able to be on it. And I like was not as nervous once we started talking as I was probably Good. the last five hours. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Just a conversation, right? Yeah, no, it was actually, you were, you were fabulous. You made me feel silly. Alexis has such great vibes. I just want to hang out with her every day and eat all the sourdough she's currently making. I think she has the right attitude about being open to where the dietitian journey takes you, especially as you grow and evolve as a person. I also think her side hustle of helping women find self-confidence with a different dietitian twist is a really great take as well. Make sure that you follow Alexis on Instagram at the dietitian diva. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.